Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from my palatial one-bedroom apartment in Chicago is Michael Delaney. Michael, how are you? Greetings. I'm good. How are you, Bill? I'm doing all right, thanks. Uh, my uh, shoulder is starting to heal. Uh, the bone is beginning to mend, but uh, I'm still having trouble with like putting on deodorant or like yeah. changing shirts and stuff. But, you know, I'm otherwise okay. Good. Good. How, um, we, we will cut this part, but, like, do you mind, do you mind talking about that thing you went to last night? That was kind of crazy. <laughs> we, we don't have to, I mean, I'll cover all this. Um, yeah, sure, I'll talk about it. It was, it was definitely odd. Um, so last night I went to this thing called Hump Fest, which was, like, an amateur, uh, adult film festival. Uh, some of my friends wanted me to go to, and it was like, uh, basically for people who wanted to experiment, uh, making adult films, but aren't like trying to be in porn. It was just kind of like a one-time thing, like embracing your sexuality and, uh, exploring things and sharing it with people and then never seeing it again. Like they like delete it, whatever, however it was filmed, filed, whatever, uh, you know, it was very protective. Like, was there an actual, like, someone t- dragging the file no. to the recycle bin? <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but, like, you know, there was a big, it's, like, run by Dan Savage. I forget who he writes for primarily, but, like, he's, like, a sex columnist. He's been writing for a long time. Um, and he had this little screener. I said it was hosted by him. When I bought the ticket, I'm like, oh, that'll be cool. And then it was just a video. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, but it's a fest. It travels. So it was in Chicago maybe just this weekend. But uh, so they had like a little pre-screener. It was just like, you might see some things that are uncomfortable. You might see some things that, uh, you know, you might be interested in that you didn't realize. Uh, so it was also, but, you know be inclusive let's if you if you laugh you know they're, they're they didn't say don't laugh but it wasn't like you know it's just kind of like yeah don't be a jerk it's how you know if you're a performer or an improviser or whatever that's it's the same kind of idea it's, it's just like be open and be respectful which uh i think for people like us is not difficult <laughs> i think you know i don't think a lot of people are stumbling in upon this uh but yeah they said no phones um Turn them off if that's a problem for you, because if we see you with a phone, uh, you know, you're out. Which, you know, I've heard that before. Uh, I saw, like, a pre-screener for that King Kong movie a couple weeks ago, and, you know, they were pretty serious about that, because it's like a corporate thing, and it was two weeks before it came out. But this was, like, this felt more serious, you know, because there was, like, personal people's lives uh, on the line, so... You know, shut that thing off for sure. Uh, I mean, if you get the video of King Kong blanking the T-Rex out there, that's going to go viral. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not as worried about that. Yeah. So it was interesting. Uh, a little odd, you know, but but um, I guess I'm glad I did it. I don't know if I'll <laughs> go again, but it was really hot. They should have turned the AC on. Otherwise, interesting experience. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds crazy to me. Yeah. But I mean, in a good way, too. It's like... Sex is so private, yeah, and kind of trying to show that you can be more open about it, but also we still need to be very private about it in this setting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about exploration and respect, I guess. As a quick reminder, so many bits is brought to you in part by the Second Link Collective. 
For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now on to our, our, our normal conversation topic. Uh, Michael, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing some older and ten- older, but like Wii N64 Mario games. Um, I played Mario 64 all the way through a while back because I never actually uh, played that. So that was that was fun. It, it was a lot easier than I thought it might have been for some reason. And it kind of set the standard, obviously, for a lot of things to come. Uh, and then I played Mario Sunshine, which is something I started a while back. Because uh, I played Mario Galaxy, and I liked that um, for the most part. But then Mario Sunshine was this whole other monster. Uh, just like the water pack, and, and like it was kind of hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, in terms of other Mario games like that, um, you know, Side Scroller, obviously, you're going, you know, you got to keep moving yeah, to the yeah. right. Uh, Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy, you know, you keep following the path, basically, and it seemed more straightforward. This one, I had to look up a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, 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 oh, you have to shoot water on that to make it grow and explode. And it was a lot of, like figuring stuff out like that so i remember mario sunshine being a bit more aimless yeah too and like with the uh there are the parts where you get the water pack taken away from you you'd always have to like go to some weird spots yes. to find those yep yeah that was that was like whenever the, the, the level was called the secret of so-and-so island i'm like it's gonna be one of those one of those levels where i jump in and then shadow mario which is just like Baby Bowser. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, we're not a spoiler cast here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the weird things. So, so he takes away your equipment, then yeah. you have to like do like traditional Mario, just jumping on stuff. But um, like the whole plot is this thing where you're on an island, going on vacation, and your plane crashes. Mario, Peach, and a couple of like the you know toad people, <laughs> and then these. There's these big fat dudes with big noses. Oh man, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're yeah, like yeah. pinatas. So that they, they, somebody looking looking like Mario has been like covering the town in you know paint and graffiti and everything. So they're like, you have to clean all this up, Mario. You did this, and then it turns out it's Bowser Jr. and he thinks that Peach. Is his mom. That's messed up, man. <laughs> and, yeah, Bowser told him that Peach is his mom and that Mario stole him from her. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. So, anyways, we're doing that. And then... Uh, no, sorry, one other question yeah. about that. Are you just playing to get to the ending or are you playing to get all the stars or shines? Uh, I, for those ones, like, it's like my interest level is only so far. <laughs> so, I was, for that one, I was only playing just to come. To like complete through the the whole thing, not not hundred percent, but just to the end. Um, to get to the end of the story, yep. to, to figure out what it really means to be Mario. Yes, in the sunshine. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and then I've been playing. Uh, just got back on the PS4, so I've been playing um, Uncharted Four. I haven't played any of the other ones. Uh, and that's fine. I like it, but like, it's it seems like 
it's it's not sure what kind of game it is. It's not a shooter, really. Like, none of the functions seem primarily, like, geared toward it, towards it. It's like, the, the, like, if there's ever weapons or anything, that's just, like, an add-on. Uh, a lot of it is, like, climbing stuff uh, and using, like, a grapple. And it, you know, it's more of an adventure story and following the story along. Um, and, like, crawling on things and climbing things just makes me... Uh, want a Spider-Man game. <laughs> and I know one's coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know anything about it, but I hope that will be really cool. Um, another one I've been playing only kind of is the Resident Evil Biohazard, uh, which yeah. is you know, first person, and I'm not super into horror. Like, uh, maybe just because it freaks me out, but like a lot of ex- excessive gore. I don't know. So I'm usually not doing that, but I tried it out, and it's really scary. <laughs> like, so I, uh, and I, my roommate wanted me to play it in, in full, so he, like, turned off all the lights, and, oh, and like, I was freaking out, like, turning corners, and, you know, and that's another series I really haven't played, but, like, so I'm not sure if this is all about zombies or not. This one seems to be kind of different about, like, some hillbilly family that, you know, kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know, some Night of the Living Dead stuff going on, too. So, right now, I'm, I've been kidnapped by this family, and I'm, you know, trying to sneak around corners, uh, which I am used to in, in uh, Metal Gear Solid, but this is a different story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's Venom Snake in 5, right? Mm-hmm. That guy is pretty capable. He can mess up most of the stuff he finds around a corner. Your guy yeah. in Resident Evil, I'm guessing, is not quite as uh, deadly. Yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, things have been chopped off. <laughs> say that. And I'm just like, wait, I'm still going? Okay. I mean, with both those scenes, those are kind of an interesting place to jump on because Uncharted 4 does continue a story, but it does also recap a lot of stuff. It does. So it, that, that, felt, that feels like more than most games that have four in the title, a good place to yeah. to begin. And from what I can tell, um, it's one of those sequels that adds another layer on that tries to be like, well, he had a brother. Yeah. Uh, is that true? I mean, That's well, true. Okay. Yeah, they, like, they, didn't, the they didn't do it before? Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew it. Like <laughs> They opened up like with this whole like, prologue where you're a kid escaping a foster home and then your brother's helping you and I'm like then he dies I'm like he's not gonna be dead and then he shows up later so yeah I was kind of feeling my way around I was like I, I know what's happening here and for some reason he's I think he's modeled his brother's modeled after Luke Perry oh yeah yeah oh. <laughs> I don't think he voices him I'm not sure but he's definitely visually modeled off of him I guess like the other actors, yeah, are, are modeled off like the people that voice them. So like, that would make sense. If what's, if, what's the name of the guy who voices um, Nathan Drake? That is Nolan North. Nolan North, yeah, he does a lot of voices. He yeah, did, uh, he did Deadpool in the Deadpool game, which I played all the way through, and it's so so par. But <laughs> would you do that to yourself? Because I don't know. That's my thing. I like playing superhero games. I haven't played all of them, but like. There was a moment when I was like super into Deadpool a couple years back, and I thought I'd give it a shot. And it was, you know, 
it, that's one of those games where it's like, I think there's different levels. There's games that I want to do 100% on, like probably Metal Gear. There's games that I will just play the story through. And then there's games that I like, I'm only half interested in. So if I can find some cheats, I'll just load it up. Like that's a game that I play oh, yeah, like, okay. Metal, like a Grand Theft Auto. You know, I'm like, is there a cheat where I can get all the weapons? Great. I'll just play this for a while and then put it down. <laughs> so I'm totally with you on that because I was thinking of going back and playing Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. And that game can be like, you know, 40 hours. But I was reading about it, and I guess on Steam, it you can basically enable some cheats to make the game easier. Yeah. And I was like, oh, actually, well, if we can make some of the, the grinding and some of the boring stuff cut that out, then oh, maybe I actually will play that game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, with, with some of this stuff, it's just like, don't waste my time. Mm. <laughs> uh, but anything else? Uh, so we got Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, uh, Uncharted 4, and Resident Evil colon Biohazard. Yes. Well, so I've had... Um, I have all these games on my Wii, and... Uh, then, so I've been playing, I played like the, which, my, my interest in, in Nintendo is like, they're always, and you can see this in the Mario games, is how they uh, are always trying to find a new kind of gimmick. Sometimes yeah. it works, uh-huh. sometimes it doesn't, and I think the Wii is cool, but it's a lot focused on a gimmick. I liked Mario Galaxy because it didn't super rely on like the whole like uh, pointing thing. Sometimes to, like, jump a little more, you'd have to whip the uh, uh, wand, right? Is that what it's called? The Wiimote? Wiimote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my roommate tried to get me to start playing uh, Metroid, the original, the, I think. And then I was like, ah, I'm not into it. Maybe I'll try Metroid Prime. So I have this Wii version. And I'm kind of interested, but, like... The way you have to do, like, you have to move your hand to, like, turn the camera. Uh, and those kinds of things, I'm like, this is one of those things where they thought it was cool, but now I'm just like, I would so much rather just turn a joystick to move instead of, like, have to, you know, move my hand back and forth to shoot things. Um, so I always think about that, like, and, and I think in a way, from what I've seen, like, that's kind of what the Switch has done. Like, I've, I haven't played... I know you've played Zelda. I've kind of played 1-2 Switch. Um, and that's fine. Like, I, I think it's kind of like WarioWare. I think WarioWare is a little more interesting. Like, that they're... We've been missing a WarioWare game for a while. Yeah. Like, well, from what I've seen with Switch, it's more focused on the, the technology than it is a fun game. Like, I played the games and was like, well, that was okay. I don't think I'm going to play it again. <laughs> uh, so, Yeah. You know, there needs to be a happy marriage. And some of the games have it, where it's, like, the new technology and also entertainment. Like, sometimes it's a little too heavy on the latest, uh, you know, interface, whatever that would be. I mean, Zelda's got a little bit of that. Yeah. Because you can tilt the tablet to change directions and stuff. So one of the puzzles you'll find sometimes is, like, a... You ever play those like labyrinth games where you're a kid, where you turn the knobs and you move the marble yeah. around? So it's one of those where it's like it drops a ball into like this maze, and you have to tilt the switch around mm-hmm. to get it to go to the right part of the maze, and then like land in a hole 
to unlock the door. Yeah. And that is really tedious when that happens. Yeah, I mean, I think the key to doing that is, like, not overdoing it. Doing it, like, every now and then and not making it super essential. Like, I think in the uh, Mario, what was that, the Wii U one? Um, uh, Super Mario or Mario 3D World yes like that had that thing where you could like blow on the the controller to like make things spin oh well. yeah but it, it didn't happen that much you didn't need to do that you didn't need to spend your whole day like blowing on a controller uh, good yeah <laughs> That that was a fun game. I wouldn't like it. I would probably be like on oh, that game where you have to blow on it the whole time. That was a good one. <laughs> well, so, and anything else to cover? Um, I think that's it. Okay. Well, then I'll keep chatting about uh, Legend of Zelda: mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. We've covered that a lot, but that's because it's a really great game. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about. A particular thing you can find in the game. This is a spoiler. It doesn't go tie into the story, really. It's just like a like a quest you can find. And it's called Eventide Island. And so, like, uh, you know, you can go a lot of different spots on the map. And one of them is you can get a raft and raft your way out to this island in the middle of nowhere. And when you land the game, you know, it fancies up the language a little bit. But it's basically telling you, so you think you're pretty tough because you got all this cool gear you found and all this cool swords and stuff. Well, why don't you try playing without that? And the game goes to dark, comes back up, Link is missing all his gear, he's just in his shorts, no items, no nothing, and like immediately you're set upon by enemies all around you. Mm -hmm. And it's like basically bringing you back to the start of the game, because at the start of the game you have nothing and you have to like build up from there. And now you have to do it again, but in a more hostile environment where it's not, like, holding your hand and, like, giving you an easy uh, area to get acclimated. Mm-hmm. The only thing you get to keep that isn't taken away is the, the Sheikah Slate, which is where you get the different abilities. The abilities you have are, like, uh, magnets, magnets, Magnesis, where you can, like, uh, grab metal objects and throw them around. Or you can, like, uh, do this thing where you can, like, freeze water and like make it into a block so you can jump on the block or climb the block and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you keep all those uh, like puzzle solving uh, tools and it's up to you to use those to like figure out how to get through the island you have to there are three balls and you have to put them in three holes that's really big. actually what you need to do and is that that's not using the the the, the interface you're talking about with the labyrinth thing Thankfully not. Okay. Here you just have to like you can pick them up with Link, and he can put them in the hole himself. Oh, okay. You know when you, you mentioned that to me before, it reminded me of uh, what I said with Mario Sunshine. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, he comes and takes away all your stuff, and then you have to move about. So wait, that's more of a, a side thing. It's not like a main story uh, level. That's correct. Yeah, okay. you, you don't have to do this. You you might not even find this. Yeah. if you're not looking for it. Okay, because, like, yeah, sometimes that, that annoys me when you have to, like, basically, you know, um, retread, you know, go back and do things again. <laughs> like, wait, I just built up all this stuff and now I have to do it again. But that's more, it's kind of like, sounds like a, um endurance challenge, really, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, and, and, like, if you die, you can't save during the time on the island, but if you die... It just jumps you back to the shore from where you were originally left with all your gear. 
Okay. So it's not like, oh, you have to figure this out forever and you don't get you don't get punished that badly if you and, don't want to do it. And what happens if you complete it? I don't know. I couldn't complete oh, you it. You haven't completed it yet. Okay. Yeah, so I, I tried it like three times before I gave up. And on the last try, I was able to take care of every enemy on the island. Mm-hmm. And there was just one dude left. He's just like this giant, like fat, like pig who walks around on two legs. And he's sleeping. So you get a lot of chances to like try and figure out ways to deal with him, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. I, I just no matter what I looked at, I couldn't figure it out. And, like your weapons don't deal enough damage to him. He's got this huge health bar. Uh, and, and then, in the, as part of the process, I used a bomb and I blew one of the, those balls I was talking about like all the way into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go out, and you you. So I jumped out, and you can swim out there, but you can't swim and carry the ball. So I had to, like, make ice blocks the whole way out there and, like, (laughs) slowly throw it back. I took, like, 20 minutes. And then you also have to get the ball back up onto a cliff. And so I'm trying to, like... You know how in some games when you're trying to climb a cliff, like, you can glitch the, the wall surface to, like, walk up it? Yeah. Because they don't design the walls perfectly smooth. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do that, and then the the guy wakes up, and he's like five feet away from me, and I'm I trying know to let you do it. Trying to play on the glitch. And so like I, I chuck the ball away, I'm running around, and I got like three hearts and no defense. So I just got like avoid, 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 and finally I'm climbing up the hill, and I get zapped by some monster that I missed from earlier that just like shocks me and kills me instantly. And, like, I'd spent, like, an hour on that run on the island. I was like, forget this. I got to come back later. Yeah. It was too tough. Let me ask you this, and I feel like this might be controversial, because I think, I'd say you're you're a pretty, would you say you're a gamer? You're, like, looking at this. Yeah, this yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah. I, and so I, I, I don't know, I play a lot of video games. I don't know if I'm a gamer, but I say that because I feel like there's so many times I am just like screw it I'm just gonna look up how to do this online do you do that a lot at all ever uh yeah I do that okay I'll do that. cause like I've, I've said that to my friends I'm like you know I'm just looking up how to do this on YouTube and like why just figure it out I'm like I don't have the patience so like I, I'm always interested to see like at what time people will just give up and that's an interesting thing that we have you know versus way back when when you had to figure out how to do it you couldn't look up either cheats or a walkthrough or something like that. Unless you had, like, the, the physical, you know, paper uh, book. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, in that, those kind of situations, on Zelda, I would probably, by now, I'd be like, how do you do this? I'm going to give it another try because yeah. I think if you uh, you can get hearts throughout the game, and I only have three right now, but I'm pretty sure I can keep the hearts I get if I bring those in. So I'm gonna wait till I have more health and then give them another try, and then if I can't do it, yeah, I'll look it up. Mm-hmm. What you uh, reminded me of when you're talking about that in the in Final Fantasy VII, there's a town called Wu Tai, and you get stuck there. You have to you have to finish the quest in that town before you can leave. Mm-hmm. And I walked around that town like 50 times trying to figure out, talk to every villager, talk to everyone, and I didn't have internet at that time, so I didn't know like what I was supposed to do to fix it. And finally, I just, like, went through and I, like, 
rubbed cloud against every surface and pressed the inspect button across the entire town. <laughs> and finally, in like some random corner in the middle of nowhere and on the map, like up above, like a gong strikes and a door opens. I'm like, how would I ever figure that out? Yeah. Well, um, with I mean, I mean, I did, but like with total dumb luck and patience. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing about being a gamer that says you can't look stuff up if you don't okay. know what's going on. That's... Sometimes I'm thinking like it's a point of pride or honor. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, it's all about like yeah the the limits you want to set on yeah. the game. So I'm open to that. What else? Cool. Uh, the only other game I've been playing lately is this uh, this phone game called Type Shift, mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool. It's a free game, but then you have to, like, pay if you want to get, like, extra puzzles. Yeah. It gives you a daily puzzle for free. And it's, like, uh, there's a grid of letters, and in the middle there's a blue row. And in the blue row, you're trying to create a word. So what you do is you can shift the, the with the grid, you can shift the, the columns up and down mm-hmm. to try and make a different word in the blue row in the middle. So, like, if you got a grid and you got, like, it's six uh, columns long, you can make forget. Yeah. But then you can shift everything around. It's kind of like a Rubik's Cube in a way. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. And, like, you can, you have to try and figure out all the different possible combinations of words from the grid you're given. Do you know how many there are? Or you just keep making words until you're they say you're done? When you make words... It will uh, color the the blocks with the individual letter in them that don't need to be used anymore, or they've like you figured out every word yeah. that you made with oh, that letter. So it, it's pretty cool. It's like I I like those games in theory, and then I like play them a bit, and I'm like oh, I don't like this as much as I thought. But I think it's a cool design for a game. Yeah, like this dude who made this has made other games kind of like that. He made this other game called Spell Tower, where it's like another grid of words, but you have to like tap it on the phone and like make a a string of words out of just like tapping and holding and drawing lines in the tower. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to play it anymore, but you might like it. It's cool. <laughs> I think they worked hard on it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, so that concludes our games we played segment. At this point, we'll move on to our Tuesday Fighter segment, where Michael and I will face off with one. Article news event, your upcoming game that we're looking forward to until only one of us is left standing. Uh, you know, we have a lot of draws in the segment, I found. Uh, I get to decide, but we always end up as draws. I don't know. Alright. It's a mystery. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll begin here. I was going to talk a little bit about, I don't know if there's an official term for this, maybe there is on the internet or something, but I call it uh, continuity creep. Mm-hmm. And it actually uh, came up because I was reading... X-Men Gold number one, which is, uh, I guess, a, a relaunch of the teams. So yeah. there's like an X-Men Gold and an X-Men Blue, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of different books, but um, yeah, those are the two main books. And there's there's kind of a, a Wolverine-themed book called Weapon X that has Old Man Logan, because the other Wolverine is dead. I see. Okay. And then Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, uh, and a couple other, like... Weapon X people. So there's, and there's a handful of other books. But yeah, this is one of those moments in uh, comics where they're not rebooting, they're just relaunching uh, 
you know, it's, it's a sales pitch, but it's also kind of a time to like reshuffle the cards a bit and say, Hey, uh, this is somewhere you can jump on and maybe. <laughs> Cause I was looking in the back and let's see, there's three, four, five. There's a six page segment in the back that kind of recaps the past 30 to 40 years of X-Men history to kind of tell you where the current team members came from. Like, Kitty Pride, formerly Shadowcat, yep. is the leader of the team now. And when, when you met her, she's like 13. And now she's like 30 and saying, I need a beer. Yep. <laughs> and like all the different twists and turns that she went through along the way. And I guess I was just thinking about this a bit in terms of video games because now more than ever we're seeing more sequels, more games that are going into like high numbered entries like in the next couple of years we'll see Halo 6 we're going to see Gears of War 5 mm-hmm. I mean you know you know The Last of Us right did you play The Last of Us or did you see that No and I that's something that like since I have a PS4 again that's one I, I want to try out cuz it is really good I will not spoil the game for you but I will say that it is, I would consider The Last of Us a complete story from yeah. beginning to end but somehow we're going to get The Last of Us Yeah I, I heard that okay and it's just kind of uh, disappointing, and I would, I would, I guess my my thesis here, if you will, is that I wish we would see these franchises stop or end. Yeah, because stories have a beginning and an end. That's just sort of naturally how they go, and that if you can never end the story for a character, it's it's going to lose all meaning for that character's struggle and journey because there's going to be you're going to run out of things for them to do. Yeah. Um. So this is yeah this is a big a big issue across kind of like multiple platforms with like comic books movies and video games and they all kind of like intersect but I think me being a big comic book fan I'll always uh, defend that like versus the movies versus the games uh, but with comic books it's always been a medium that's been like transforming. And ongoing, and um, so for that, I don't know. I don't think I could ever say I want those stories to end, unless it's uh, created as as like this is my story from beginning to end, and I've made my character uh, with the X Men, or like Batman or anything. Uh, these are characters who have become mythic, larger than life, and now are vehicles for creators to tell a different kind of story. Um, you know, an X-Men story can be a superhero story. It can be a story about being uh, different of any sort, you know, different color, different religion, different uh, sexuality. Uh, so metaphor through comics is always something that's interested to me. Um, and I, I, I like uh, the things about X-Men. I like that there's that big backup that shows you how everything's done. Cause that's how I got into comics. That's how I, um, you know, I, I, there was so maybe like 50 plus years of stuff before I even started reading comics. I like going in and being like, there's so much to explore. Uh, that's kind of like versus like the movies. I'm like, ah, I have to watch this from day one. <laughs> you know, I have to watch them build a city, build a world, instead of me just entering it and choosing to go 
any direction, go back or keep reading or keep, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing, um, with movies, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about money, obviously. Mm. Uh, so you, you can't retire some of these characters. Yes. It's all about money for, you know, movies, comics, and, and games. There's a chance to tell a good story in there. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is if it sells, it, you know, it sells. And sequels have been, you know, we've been on a sequel machine for, I don't even know, probably. <laughs> I think us, have, we have grown up into it. You know, right, yeah. There is, we're probably like one of the first generations that's just like, that's a norm. <laughs> uh, so, you know, in terms of video games, you know, I think just because I wax poetic on Metal Gear Solid, that's one thing that, that to me feels like an original story uh, with the creator who had his own take and also plenty of continuity flaws and questions. Uh, but that's one that you know, despite what uh, Konami may do in the future, that feels like a story that um, doesn't have a perfect beginning and end, but, like, it, it has one. You know, it has, like, this final stamp on it versus something that is going to keep going on just because it's going to sell. Uh, like, I know they had that... Did that come out yet? That other Metal Gear? Oh, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. That yeah, that's, that's not out yet. Oh, okay. So we'll see how that does. People don't seem too excited about it, but um, you know, I think there is opportunity for a beginning and end. Uh, but at the end of the day, the people in charge are going to, you know, make those decisions. Unfortunately, I guess I would just suggest an alternative. Like yeah. I, I don't mind necessarily if people want to do a Wolverine story or a Legend of Zelda game <clears throat> till infinity. People like Wolverine and I ain't got no problem with that and yeah. there are still good Wolverine stories to tell I think. Mm -hmm. It's just the idea that they all have to like tie together and be cohesive that sure. doesn't jive with me. Okay, yeah. Like a uh, Legend of Zelda the like there's this timeline that's supposed to connect every Legend of Zelda game to each other mm -hmm. and it's insane it's like there's a one timeline for a while and then it splits in three based on how you interpret the outcome of some of the game some of the games in the series like Ocarina of Time I think is the branching off point where it's like Link uh, goes into the future and saves the world or Link doesn't go into the future and saves the world or Link never wakes up from his time away or something like that. And then yeah. each game is supposed to fall into one of those three. But that's like so nonsensical. Like how can you have a timeline where not every event could occur? Yeah. It just seems like it would be easier. What they seem to be doing now, which I think is cool and is much simpler, is like they'll call back to one game. Mm. And they'll make heavy, heavier allusions to that one game. And in Breath of the Wild too, they like make a lot of winks and nods and Easter eggs to like other events in the series and the franchise, but they're not like saying, "Okay, so this is how they all connect." So this link is the grandson of the link from you know stuff yeah. like that. It's 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 reverent, but it's not cramming it down your throat. Yeah, 
There's a difference. Uh, continuity is is the differences. Um, being dependent on continuity versus working with it. Uh, I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but um, to say, to acknowledge that things have happened and that these, like we live in this same world, but not basing your story on that. Uh, that's a big problem I have with the Marvel movies is that nobody can seem to tell one story for one character or, you know, one team or whatever, it all has to tie together and it makes it less interesting. Um, you know, if, if you can acknowledge that we've had these, uh, things happen, like we live in this world of superheroes and Avengers and, and this has happened and now this, now a new story, but instead it's, it's all just mixed together. It's just a mess. I think I know it's, everybody really enjoys it, but it's so focused on moving the machine forward and yeah. this is the next thing. And, and you mentioned Easter eggs. Easter eggs now are not Easter eggs. They're not just little winks. They're like plot points put forward for a new thing. Like they're advertising. Yeah, it's 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 a new form of advertising and, and like Marvel has been good at it, so DC has trying to do it with their terrible <laughs> movies. Uh, uh, and that's that's the same thing with comics. Like, um, there's, you know, X-Men dis- was a, a big thing for this in the 90s, big crossovers. Age of Apocalypse. Um, what's another one from the 90s? Uh, was the Legacy Virus a big crossover? Yeah, yeah. So, and they, I, I, I don't know. I like the idea of crossovers, but they always actually suck. Because... It's not one writer and artist telling their story. It's a whole slew of them. And they'll be like, to fit, to continue this story, read, like for Batman, for example, I actually just breezed through the Nightfall story, which is when he, Bane broke his back. Um, it's like, to finish this story, read Detective Comics. It's like, the next chapter is in Catwoman, the next chapter is in Robin, the next oh. chapter is in Nightwing. And so you have, Multiple writers, like like so many different teams, carrying the story and the tone and characterization goes just by the wayside. And they still do it. They still do these events. They, they might make them smaller, but like, it just makes for a less cohesive story. Isn't that part of what was so charming about the Deadpool film, too, is that it was kind of by accident, almost div- divorced from the rest of the Marvel Universe. Yes. Yeah, and from Fox, from the, the X-Men. And, and that's um, something they've kind of said. Like, the they couldn't have, like, a Deadpool X-Men movie. Maybe they will. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But, like, at, at that point, it was like, well, he lives in a violent, like, cussing world <laughs> where the X-Men are a PG-13 world. And to have those kind of bleed over would be to kind of fundamentally change both of them. You know, maybe lessen Deadpool, make him more tame, or make the X-Men more, um, like, adult. Uh, you know, but then, then again, that's everybody... I think the R rating is now this hot ticket that everybody thinks is going to take them. Like, Logan! Oh, did you see it, Logan? No. Okay, it's good. Um, they probably overused 
the F word. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, you can do that, but, um, you know, continuity, R ratings, all these kinds of things, uh, they're like, people are just, people are looking for the new hot ticket. Like, they're looking for the new thing, like the Wii. They're all just looking yeah. for, for like the, the, oh, well, you know, this is our new gimmick. Um, this is how we push it forward. I'm cynical, Bill. I'm cynical. <laughs> that, that's what it comes down to. I really like good stories, uh, but I know at the end of the day, the people who are fronting the money call the shots. It's true, yeah. I mean, we see that in video games in different arenas where people are trying to get you to commit more and more to buying the game sight unseen or to try and keep you to play the game longer than you would normally with, like, season passes and downloadable yeah. content with pre-order bonuses, pre-order store-exclusive bonuses. Oh, shop through GameStop, and Batman has an extra hat when you mm-hmm. buy the new Batman video game. Yeah. Get the new Spider-Man hoodie only if you order this on Amazon Digital. Yeah, I, I mean, I never, I mean, I get it kind of, because I am, I've done that for, I probably did that for hmm, one of the Batman games, or maybe Injustice. But skins and that kind of thing, like, if it doesn't actually change the gameplay, what's the point? Like, it's cool, but I don't think I should pay extra for it. Like, one of the things I have right now is I got this uh, new game here, near Automata, and it's Day One Edition. And it's like, oh, it comes with extra skins to, like, as another way of trying to get you to buy the game early before it goes on sale in a month, and it's like 30 bucks. Yeah. So wait. So this is only like the, the day one version, it's not the full version? It's the full version oh, of the game, okay. but like, uh, I think there's an ad on the back there for like... Is there? Yeah, there is. Like, where it's like, oh, you get... These are like extra bonuses here of like what you get with the game. And it's all like skins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I see. Yeah, um, I mean that—that's kind of where I'm at right now with uh, Injustice Two. Oh yeah, yeah, which good. is coming. That was a good segue. I mean, it is a good segue, but it, it's true. Um, so that's coming out in May. I don't know, May fifteenth or something. And I—I uh, I, like am looking forward to this game. Like, I really like the first one. I clearly love comic books in DC. Uh, but now, like, I'm like, well, which version do I get? <laughs> the standard version, then for, you know, 60 bucks. And then they got the Ultimate Edition for 100 bucks. And they're being so cagey about, like, what comes with what. Like, they're, you know, they've announced with the Ultimate Edition, you get... Uh, all these D- DLC characters, and they've announced some of them. I'm sure they'll announce more. And you get all these skins, and you get all this access. Uh, but they don't say, like, if you can buy those um, individually for the standard. Because yeah. that's what I did yeah. before. I think I just bought the standard, and then I'm like, well, I'll buy per character. And I did, and they were like a dollar a piece. So not too much. Decent, yeah. You know, but they they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know that you have that option. So they're just like, well, 
better spend a hundred dollars up front because who knows if you're going to have that access otherwise. So I think maybe I'll just end up doing that. I don't really, <laughs> I don't know. It sucks. Like, cause I do want to play as everybody. You probably will be able to do that still, but also like they have, um, a pre-order with GameStop where you can play as Darkseid. And I'm like, that's the one thing I said Injustice was missing. It's like, if you're playing Mortal Kombat, you can be Sub-Zero, but you should also have the option to be Mutaro and, <laughs> and like have so much power. So that's like the same level. It's like, it's not really fair, but it'll be fun to see what happens when you can just punch somebody and half their life goes away. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's... That's my dilemma there. I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first Injustice, like, it's people seem to like that. It hung around for a while. There was, like, Game of the Year edition all yeah. that jazz. Uh, like, what are the changes? Like, is it going to carry over a story from the first yes. game? Yes, and, yeah. and that's that's an interesting thing because that's kind of interacted with uh, comics. Like, probably the most successful video game comic tie-in ever. Most of the times those are super gimmicky and super just like, eh, don't need it. But, mm. um... There's a guy, great writer named Tom Taylor, who did uh, a prequel comic to the original Injustice that ran for, I think he did, like, it would be like year one. So it was five years before the events of the game. He might have done year one through three. And it's a great comic. It's a great story with, like, great, um, like, takes on the characters and uh, for a video game, which is weird. Uh, so he's doing another one that's leading up to Injustice 2. And, you know, none of these are required reading, but uh, I really enjoy it. So I've read the first issue. It's pretty good. And then it is carrying over from the end of Injustice 1. It seemed vague. <laughs> like, like the, the, the story, like the reasons of Injustice, like it's like, oh, if Superman became like a, a totalitarian ruler... And then Batman leads a resistance to fight him. And, you know, not that you need the perfect storytelling for a versus fighting game, but I have no idea what this next story is really about. They're being very vague. Maybe Brainiac's involved. Uh, don't really know. But so, so, like, there was an ending to Injustice 1? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so. Okay, so that's part of why it's not clear where they're going with it now. I guess, but, you know, so then then this is maybe their gimmick. They're, they're saying it's not a gimmick, but, like, a big thing about Injustice 2 is the armor. That armor. sounds like a gimmick. Yeah, right? <laughs> Super gimmicky. Because, like, you know, I, people will, dip, dip, like, I, I am never interested in, like, the debate of Batman versus Superman, which is one of the reasons I thought that movie was dumb in the first place. But, because people are like, well, he would definitely beat him. So that game, like, got rid of that by saying they have these super steroid pills, basically. Oh. Which is just like, well, you have to give a, an excuse for this fighting game to work. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they'll still have that, but also in this one they have armor and armor upgrades. And uh, the developers were saying that they're not going to be super, like... Like, it's another thing they're being cagey about because they're like, people aren't going to have an edge over on people if they have like the season pass armor versus like if you just have the standard thing. So yeah, there's this whole other weird. there's this whole other armor system 
that I will see. <laughs> like I, I'm interested in just having a sequel where there's more characters uh, that, that were in the first one to see, you know, how they've upgraded the game. Uh, if the armor stuff is cool, fine. If not, whatever. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't ruin the game. I think so far, like, you know, early uh, reviews say it's pretty good. Um, so I'm guessing, like, you can get different armors for your character, and they probably have, like, different stat modifiers. Yeah, and then, you know, also, you can customize, like, colors and stuff. <laughs> like, alright, I don't, I don't get that much. Like, like, I would have the skins for other things, and since I'm a comic book fan, that would be cool to be like, oh, I'll put in Superman from Red Sun, where he was, like, a communist, communist Russia it's you know it's that's a little fun thing but yeah i don't really want to pay too much too much more for no. just <laughs> a skin all right well yeah i mean that you said that's coming out pretty soon and actually uh c2e2 our our chicago comic con mm-hmm. is coming up pretty soon now, would you think they'll have a demo there uh like, it seems like a pretty solid fit Especially Maybe, you know, I've been to C2E2 before, and I think when it first started, I went to, like, one of the first ones, and it was, like, a big deal, and, like, in terms of comics, they had uh, a lot of, like, bigger writers, and I think they wanted to launch it off pretty strong. In terms of that, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of turned into, like, a redheaded stepchild in a way. Oh, but yeah? They're not super big on reveals like 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 maybe like they would be in um san diego or new york uh i feel like that's the place that's gonna have like demos they don't i don't know about chicago to be honest (laughs) (laughs) we don't rank as well yeah yeah so yeah i think mostly these days they really focus i mean they have comic book writers um i don't know if there's a lot of video games there's a lot of like uh, TV stars and you know older movie stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the the list. It's uh, kind of a um, a uh, weathered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a sidebar, but I know they had a a Star Wars celebration going on, um, and Hayden Christensen was there, and I saw on Twitter somebody uh, like two things. One. Somebody had a jar full of sand and had Hayden Christensen signed for $130. And then, you know, there was a Q&A and someone asked him how he felt about sand. And he said, well, it's not smooth. <laughs> so I enjoyed that, that he played along. That's that's good of him. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Hayden Christensen. Yep. <laughs> We'll never know if he was a good actor or not. It's pretty hard to tell from what all the other stuff that was going on around him. I mean, I didn't see... I watched the cinema sins for Jumper recently, so I can pretty much guess he's not. Oh, no. Yeah. Oops. I mean, he hasn't been around, so I don't think... Natalie Portman's still doing okay, right? True. That's, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, Natalie Portman has gone on to do other films. Yeah. A few here and there. Yeah. You know, Oscar here and there. But uh, as part of the celebration, yeah, they announced a new game. Yep, Battlefront 2. That's the other one I'm looking forward to. Um, So I played the first two games, the original two games that were 
Yeah. Like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta preface that. Um, like on like the OG Xbox. Yeah. I played them. I played them on PC. So you had the first one, which came out, uh, probably around like in between after Attack of the Clones. That's what it was. So, um, and then the second one came out after Revenge of the Sith. So it was a more complete story. Uh, and then the new one that came out for PS4 a couple years ago, I didn't get, uh, I played like the beta and I'm not super into like online play. I'm going to get the second one because there's a campaign mode, but there wasn't a campaign mode. And like for me, that's, if I am going to play online, that's how I get good. (laughs) Like... I like the story, you know, that's, that's, as we were saying before, I like a story in a game, uh, and I think it's a big mistake when they don't have one. Um, I don't think, for example, the Wii, or Wii U, I don't think they had a solo campaign for, um, the Smash Brothers game? No, like, you know, like, when they had the Wii one, they had a huge, like, story, they, they, yeah, they scrapped that. So, I don't know, for me, like... That's like a training. Yeah. <laughs> That's a training center. So That's legit, they didn't yeah. have it for that. Uh, one of our friends said it was like, you know, walk for a long time and then get shot in the head. That was, <laughs> that was so uh, yeah, they, they released this trailer, and I I knew I was going to be excited because they announced that it was going to be a single player campaign that was going to be available. They announced that a, I don't know a couple months ago. So it seems like it's going to be this whole thing where it's. Um, a soldier of the empire she's like right at the fall of the second death star and return of the jedi uh you know and basically you get to play as as the bad guy trying to like survive being like well what do we do we we're still the empire we still want to like defeat the rebels uh and it says it's going to span from return of the jedi to the force awakens and we'll see how complete that is um because like we're in this moment in terms of Star Wars continuity, where uh, you know once Disney bought them, they wiped out all this like expanded universe stuff that existed in comic books and t- and TV and uh, also video games. So this is like new territory in a way. Yeah, you know? R.I.P. Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, well he's actually I don't watch uh, Star Wars Rebels, but he's on that. <gasps> yeah, he's safe. Yep. So. Um, that's interesting that, that we get to see that. I wonder how complete it'll be. Like, I would love for it to be this really long campaign. Uh, if it's just a short one, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to get that. And then, like, I'm kind of on the fence about, like, online gaming, really, because I just think there's so many people that are better than me. But if I get good, like, you know, I'll probably give it a shot. Like, if I play the single player enough, I'll... Because I did that with Metal Gear. Like, I, I didn't play Metal Gear online. I played the, uh, um, like, sneaking in other people's bases. Oh, yeah. I really like that. Uh, so that, like, you know, if you, you train yourself, you get good enough, then I'm like, I could take on some fools. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I totally can relate. Yeah, like, you're dabbling in this game. Someone else is spending all their free time, or yeah. all the time they should be working, yep. getting good, yep. when you're against them, it's tough. Right. So, actually, I remember trying to play 
the online version for like one of the original two battlefronts on my PC and <laughs> it was so slow like back then, like, it didn't even work my my parents internet wasn't that great <laughs> so yeah we don't know much else about that uh, they just released the trailer but you know I'm excited just to see a cool uh, new Star Wars game story like I think I will play the hell out of any Star Wars like story game um, I would love to see another Knights of the Old Republic I think they've been talking about something like that like if they were going to it that was a rumor uh, so yeah the, the KOTOR is kind of showing its age at this point if you ever go back and like take a look at it uh, I think I did a couple years ago but yeah one of our friends said he was playing the mobile game uh, well, that's right. It's on like iPad. Yeah, and he said it's it's pretty pretty straightforward, but then it's hard to do like little side quests where you're like doing essentially speed bike racing or pod racing. And, <laughs> you know, you got to tap your finger a lot to make it work. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, I think that Star Wars and Disney probably knows this. They can just print money with Star Wars games. <laughs> I mean, because. They, they've had some great ones, and I think they can continue to make a lot greater ones just with, you know, the options we have now in games. Here's hoping, yeah. Well, uh, you know, Michael, I, I guess that uh, brings our Choose Your Fighter segment to a close. Uh, you know, after some thoughtful <laughs> deliberation, I'm going to rule this with a draw. Okay. <laughs> brings our uh, final tally to I have one win. Someone I forgot has one loss and about 48 draws. Excellent. Happy to be among them. <laughs> uh, before we go, though, if you want people to find you either electronically or in person, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Cormac Michael, C-O-R-M-A-C-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And then I'm also on uh, a right for a comic book blog called Retcon Punch. We put stuff out every week, or every uh, weekday, really, about the comics that came out last week. So if you really want to see my in-depth uh, opinions on comic books, uh, check that out. I have one... What am I writing? I have to write that tonight. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Actually, a really good book. Um, so that'll be out in a couple of days. And as for us, we can be reached by email at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, we're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or download us on Spreaker, on SoundCloud, on YouTube. And now check out some streaming. We'll be doing that at twitch.tv slash so many bits every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other quality podcasts, support independent art, the spirit of Dell and Kelly.